Imagine a character played by Carl Urban, driven by personal loss, who goes on to lead a ragtag crew of misfit soldiers against an evil corporation conducting genetic experiments in an attempt to create an army of superhumans. Sound familiar? No, I'm not talking about Amazon's The Boys, which is actually a very good show. On tonight's episode, we are talking about 2005's diabolically awful Doom. Oh yeah, and The Rock is in this friggin' turd too. Pops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. to the 111th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. Thank you all for joining us for the second installment of Hops and Rock Bottom Flops 2005's Doom. I, Mayor McCheese, will be your Sarge for tonight, if you will. Joining me, as always, are the Thunderous Wizard, a.k.a. Reaper. Semper Fi, mother cluckers. <laughs> Chumpzilla, a.k.a. Destroyer. I wish I had a tagline for this movie, but I can't think of one. I mean, now that I think of it, you're more of a portman, but I digress. Well, that's an insult. Yeah, it tracks, though. And last but not least, Captain Cash, a.k.a. The Kid. Ooh, rah, I they guess. Really, they really phoned it in with uh, some of these names. Uh... As always, we are brought to you by Wobam Entertainment, your place to find the finest in nerd news and much more writing from our own Thunderous Wizard. T-Dubs, why don't you give us a uh, brief shout-out for your most recent article? Uh, you can check out my review for Army of the Dead, which I really loved. Uh, it's now on Netflix. I have not watched it, but I'm hearing uh, good things. And again, check us and all of our podcasting buddies out over at wobamentertainment.com. Just so you guys know how to spell it, that's W-O-B-A-M. Uh, and as an additional reminder, you can find our pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B-O Flops. Please leave us a comment on how we're doing and what movie you would like to hear us talk about next. So before we uh, move into Doom, let's move into beer. Hooray, beer. Yeah. Oh, yes. We'll see. Uh, I'll be honest. Better than a kick in the nuts. Yeah. It's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Um, I didn't have a ton of time to source out a hell-related beer, but I do like Stone Brewing Co's, which I, that's out of, where's that out of? Cali, somebody? One of the um, fans. I do like their logo. I mean, it's spot on for this movie. And I decided yes. since we've done, I think you guys, before I came on, did a handful of Stones. Um, we went with the newly released, at least I think it's new. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Um, their double IPA called Liquid Poem. Um, and I know this is breaking with Chumpzilla's no IPA may, but I am lazy and unwilling to move on and try new beers. Whew. So this thing clocks in at a Doom Guy approved 9.4 ABV and it carries, from what I can tell on a quick Google search, a pretty high ranking on Beer Advocate. So let's see how it is. So, yeah, this thing is strong. Um, yeah, yeah it, Chumpzilla says not bad. This is... This is a solid double IPA. It's, uh, I mean, it it's pretty starts, tasty. 
it starts off smooth, but at least in the first one I had, it gave me that like uh, spine shiver you get when you do yeah. your first shot of JMO. <laughs> no, um, it, you can taste the booze. It it it, it yeah. is smooth, but you can taste the nine point whatever percent. It yeah, it's got a little bite to it. <laughs> I get the distinct sense if this is served to me ice cold in a chilled glass and it is hot as shit outside this really does taste like liquid poetry in any other circumstance even if it's just kind of it's cold in the bottle you still get that heat coming in on the 9.4 and it's like yeah, this would yeah. have a nice this would have a nice slot back in our old Comic Con days in San Diego where you've been sweating in those friggin' outfits and then you go outside and it's still hot and you just want something cold to drink that's strong. Um I no. made the mistake my first one I made the mistake earlier of letting it get warm and that was a bear fight. Yeah to get no. to get that down was a big mistake. So now I have a koozie and an ice pack in this cooler next to me. Yeah, I'll just say this. This is definitely a classy uh, steel reserve. Steel reserve. Yeah, no, I yeah. feel that. Like it, 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 it's good, but if you get it a hint warm, it will bite you. All right. Well, what's your what's your number? How many movies are you willing to sit through for oh, this? Oh, two, two. This mm. is a solid double IPA. Um, it, it, it's not it's not aggressively boozy, but. You can definitely can tell this is going to make you make bad decisions in the future if you have more than <laughs> like, like three of them. So, uh, yeah, two movies to be safe. Oof. I, I don't know. This is a one and a half for me. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a one. I, like, I, I, I like it. It's good. Like, I'm not going to pretend. It, like, Stone doesn't make bad beer. Yeah. But as far as is this up my alley and did they balance the flavor against the alcohol not quite sure they hit it on this one. Fair. So Fair. less of a liquid poem, more of a liquid limerick. There once was a man from Nantucket, yada yada. So bad decisions <laughs> like rewatching Doom. <laughs> is, that, yes. is that the sort of decision making this would yeah. be? <laughs> rewatching Doom assumes that I've seen it more than once. And no, sir, I will not. I yeah, saw I this in theaters. This is a good good time to ask the question, Thunder's Wizard. Was it me, you, and Big Spill who saw this in the theaters? I'm fairly sure I remember seeing this in theaters with you. Uh, It was, well, it was college days, so I believe we took... uh, It was uh, 2005, so it was right before we went to college. No, no. We graduated in 2002, so... Oh, shit, it had, it had cold kicking my ass. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, gradu- I graduated in 05. What? From high school? Oh, no, college. Yes, dig. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you two? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a late Sunday night. We're all uh, no, we took uh, Iron Mike. We all saw this with our, with our a rugby buddy of ours. And uh, we're like, oh, yeah, The Rock, Doom, big fucking gun, let's go. And they're like, oh, no. What? What was that? <laughs> the that only was... reason I the only reason I ask, and I can't remember if it was someone in our group or if it was someone in the theater, and, and I mean, no one gives a shit about the movie. When, when they launch into the first person shooter section, I can't remember if it was someone near us or someone in our group. They just go, "Oh yeah, here we go." And I was like, "Oh my god!" That was probably me, to be fair. <laughs> so, listen, for what it's worth. 
the first person shooter section of this film is the most inspired and unique thing the film does. I don't think it works, but I appreciate its ambition. And, and, then, and then they drag it out for entirely too long. It's it you're it's an hour and forty five minute movie, and the fifteen minutes is the first person shooter portion. And it does no, not, it can't be that long, is it? It's, it's like not five. a payoff. It's, like it's not. It's not even ten minutes. Yet. It's incredible, and it feels, it's the it only thing worth forever. watching in the entire movie. It, it's unique. It is unique. The movie does one unique thing, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And, but except yeah. then, you know, later you get hardcore Henry, and it's kind of like, well, I guess that we don't need that anymore. Well, no, and then everyone with a GoPro is like, I could just strap it to my chest. And motion sickness cool. is the coolest. Okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> you guys want to watch YouTube and throw up all over yourself? No. Nope. Well, then, then 10 years later, you get a Nicolas Cage movie called Jiu-Jitsu that doesn't have Jiu-Jitsu in it, where there's several <laughs> GoPro scenes, and you're like, how did we get here? Oh, Doom is how we got here. This is exactly how we get there. The, the Thanks, is, Nick at, Cage. At some point in that, you should have gone, you know what? This is The Rock's fault. <laughs> I mean, I I agree, but I feel like there's Doom, cocaine, 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 Nick Cage, cocaine, cocaine, jujitsu. There there are there are steps there. It's it's not like a straight yeah. line. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's get to the tail of the tape of this turd. Uh, Doom was directed by the pod maligned Andrejish Bartikawai. Yeah, well, they're gonna call him Andy. Um, you may remember him from the regrettably unforgettable Street Fighter, The Legends of Chun-Li, another horrific video game movie. He also was a uh, frequent DMX collaborator, R.I.P.X. Uh, for the record, I was going to recommend Cradle to the Grave because I love DMX. And I'm like, oh, I'll send a shout out to X. But then I rewatched it and I can't in good conscience recommend that to anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about Romeo Must Die? How about that? Nope. Nope. I've I, no. I went back to both. I cannot no. <laughs> I cannot in good conscience do that. Wait, to you our you watched Doom and because of the director you went and rewatched both Cradle to the well, Grave I, and Romeo Must I Die. I knew he'd worked with DMX. You know I love X. And I'm like, I'd like to recommend something DMX did. And then I watched those and I said, Nope. Just recommend his music. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So what about exit ones? Nope. That's the worst nope. of the three. So, and it's also got the yeah. shit, the uh, uh, pants shitter in it. So. Chun Li, though, I don't think it is because it has really? Steven Seagal. Wow. If Steven Seagal oh, was in the Legend the of Chun Li, the then, uh, then that would be the worst. But yeah. all right, let's knock out this well, cast. Well, welcome back to the pod, Andy. Yeah, oh, Andy, sure. welcome back. Mm-hmm. Not really, because mm-hmm. your movies suck. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great cinematographer, but directing. Not so good. Yeah, so I don't think know. this is the pod you want to be on. Yeah. Doom stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Sarge Semper Fi, motherfucker. Carl Riders of Rohan Urban as Reaper. Uh, Rosamund, I always screw that up. Gone Girl Pike as Samantha Grimm. Uh, that name seems on the nose, if you will. And then a whole bunch of gaggle of rough, tough Marines, and space Marines, who are tropes and are meant to die. And I'm going to butcher all these names, so let's roll through them. These include Goat, played by Ben Daniels, Portman, super creepy, um, and also not cool enough to have a nickname in the movie, but was cool enough to be Joe Chill in Batman Begins. He is uh, Richard Brake in real life, yes? Like, at a certain mm-hmm. point, you thread the perfect amount of 
you look creepy and you do creepy well enough that Hollywood's going to be like, hey, we need a guy you hate immediately upon sight that oh, you yeah. wouldn't feel bad if he died horribly. It's the Clint Howard uh, algorithm. Oh, no. And whenever you need like a creepy looking guy, you get Clint Howard, even though he's apparently like, you know, he's an awesome guy, but yeah, no, he's hang always on, creepy. Clint Howard, even in looking kind of creepy, is still... Still charming and kind of fun. Like maybe yeah, he he's can, not a he bad can be, dude. He can be. He can he's, be. Your, he's your creepy looking heart of gold. Portman yeah, there we go. Is, Thank you. Portman is creepy looking creeper. Yeah, yeah heart he's, of creep. He's not good. Portman looks like if you touched him, he'd be sticky. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I know what to say. Like just yeah. And I, yeah. and not in like the obvious sticky places. Like you touch his elbow. And it makes a weird squish sound, and it's like sticky. That's what I no, mean. Like more than once, someone has said, "Porpin, what is that smell?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" The movie clearly goes out of its way to make him creepy, like in like the bad way. Like this guy is a kid toucher, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, great, cool, cool." Spends a ton of time in Thailand. A lot, a lot of screen time that is dedicated to character development for these soldiers is given to him only to make him more creepy. It's like, what, what about the guy whose wife's on the the, yeah. the ship? Like, you know, Mac, what about him? You, you, you've introduced the character. Uh, he has a name and he's got a thing and maybe his wife is doing something. That could be interesting. No, they literally just like, no, this guy's a creep and we're going to beat you over the head with it for at least 15 minutes I, in the movie. I guess I'll bring it up during the plot, but I just don't understand how an elite group of space marines employs a sex addict, <laughs> drug drug abusing what? human being. Oh, 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 no, or, every, or, every or, or these... they bother taking Huey to fucking Mars. No, like, every... And we're going to take a brand new guy who has no clue what's going on to Mars. Got to like, learn wait, somehow. But are, are you guys like a super team or are you just like regular soldiers to just... Like, hey, we got to take the new guy. Hey, you know, this is what we signed up for. We're going to Mars. There is a, a math Whatever. equation. Get your ass to Mars. Anytime yeah. you go over four super soldiers in a group, then one has to be a total creepo in one way or another. Put it this way, folks. This isn't the team from Predator. These aren't the, like, hardest-hitting dudes in the jungle. This is a group of assholes who suck at yes. their job. <laughs> I'd say three out of the seven are good at what they do. The other four it's not a good ratio. have no business have no business being in this yeah. room. They give yeah. I mean they give a gun to the guy in the wheelchair and they're like, hey, protect this. It's like, aren't you here for that? <laughs> <laughs> we also have the kid. That's how lazy this movie really is. Al Weaver, destroyer. I'll butcher this. Diobia Obare. Uh, Duke, who's uh, can someone pronounce any of these res- Razik Aldoti? God, I'm terrible at this. Sure, and yeah. Mac. And Mac, Yao Chin. Literally none of these characters matter. Listen, listen. It's... I just want to stop. Because Destroyer is in Game of Thrones. He's Ariel Hota. So he, he did other stuff. Uh, sort I mean, of not good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. a couple of these guys did do a lot of other stuff. And a couple of them don't even have pictures on IMDb. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, at least give them the like... Doom photo. I would like to point out that like almost half this cast does not have a Wikipedia page. 
Wikipedia. 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 Yeah. So the the budget. Let's get back on track. The budget for Doom was a reported sixty mil, and it almost almost makes that back. And I don't think that takes into account any marketing, if there was any. I don't remember whatsoever. Oh, there was. Uh, uh, in the U.S., it only brought in a cool twenty eight. And you think that we would have been the target market, considering we're the video game crazy uh, horror movie shoot 'em up kind of country. Um, IMDb has the rating sitting at a 5.2. It only carries a 18% critic and a 30% audience on Rotten Tomato and a 34 at Metacritic. So not terribly well reviewed. Yeah. Uh, it opened at number one on its weekend, besting Dreamer, uh, TW's favorite movie, the one with the friggin' horse. And then it uh, plummeted over 70% uh, in its second week. It finished seventh. And the second week behind Dreamer, so the horse ended up winning. Wallace and Gromit 2, which never saw any of those, and Prime, the movie with Uma Thurman as a cougar. Wow. Here mm-hmm. comes Dreamer. Dreamer coming up from behind. Dreamer. Dreamer for the <laughs> win. Yeah. Doom's around the corner. Doom's in the first quarter. Quarter number one. Oh, Dreamer here. Oh, God. Oh, uh, Doom fell down. <laughs> oh, the oh so, somebody go get the shotgun. We've got Doom's got to <laughs> Doom's got to go. Get the super shotgun. Doom was euthanized on the track with the BFG. <laughs> during during the race. Uh, yeah. So let's get into our uh, one sentences. IMDb gets back to uh, being somewhat level-headed again. It describes the film as such. Space Marines, yes, are sent to investigate strange events at a research facility on Mars, but find themselves at the mercy of genetically enhanced killing machines. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Sure. Yeah. Um, My one sentence is, let's go get a video game property take a big old Cleveland steamer all over the backstory and the plot and turn out an hour and a half of shoot 'em ups made for teenagers. Mm-hmm. What about you, Captain Cash? So this movie is what happens when a handful of Hollywood execs sees that resident evil does good. And they go, mm-hmm. what, what, uh, what IP storied IP video game can we snap up and just literally do that? They were like, oh, I guess Doom? They, they got a video game coming out next year, so the video game will drop in 2004. Uh, we'll shoot through 2004, so in 2005. Guaranteed hit. The movie. Bingo, bingo. T-dubs? Honestly, listen. If you took Reaper and changed her to Milia Jovovich and said this was Space Resident Evil, I don't think anybody would have noticed. I mean, I think a lot of people would just watch anything with Mila Jovovich in it. That's, you know what? That's fair. That's not my uh, yeah. mm-hmm. She's married to that director, by the way. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, she's married to Paul Thomas W. S. Anderson. Oh, Paul Thomas. No, not to Andre. the other Anderson. Yeah. So, I have a couple. One D stands for Doom, but it also stands for dark, disorienting, and dumb, which is what this movie is. But you could also describe it as remember the scene of the with the Mormon colony from Starship Troopers? It's like that, but awful and two hours long. Oh, the expanse. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. Them fighting words. The expanse is a great show. Wait, are those different space Mormons? Whatever. I mean there there are space Mormons in the expanse, it's true. 
I never considered that maybe Starship Troopers is a the prequel. Uh, sequel. Yeah, to The mm-hmm. Expanse. I, I'm going to tweet it the author. Did you just get your whole world realigned? A little there's, bit. There's a, a lot of revelation bit. happening on your face right now. I don't think it's a good thing. It's not good. I mean, space Mormons are always a bad thing. That's the takeaway. Oh, man. Uh, jumpy. Oh, what yeah. Uh, what do I have? Um, if your Doom movie doesn't have a shotgun, rocket launcher, Doom armor, or a boss fight, is it really a Doom movie? I mean, it has a honor fight. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it has I, a first-person shooter section. I, I think I think there is one shotgun shot in the movie, but it's, like, not enough. They don't kill anyone with the BFG. <laughs> he misses nope. twice. Like, what the hell? He shoots a hole in the floor once. And, and then yeah. he shoots a hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. They, they do give us the BFG, but like, yeah, it uh, it's just like, and there's a thing. I listen. I enjoy will say, it, nerds. Enjoy it, nerds. Yeah, and we're not we're not actually going to use it for any of cool. the iconic stuff they could throw at you. They give you the BFG. You do get the Pinky Demon, which I appreciated. But that's and and you do get a bit with like the fumbling with card keys. But that was kind of it. Otherwise, like, if they had called this literally anything other than Doom, I don't know that I would have noticed. Yeah, no. I mean, this didn't need to be a Doom movie, and I think I have a comment on it later. I, I do want to circle back to T-Dub's comment about the darkness aspect of this movie. This is what happens when you start a Doom video game and you don't understand the gamma slider. And it's like, please slide it until you see the Doom logo and you just send it the wrong way. <laughs> it's They tell you specifically like, all right, select it when you can't see the logo. So then you do that and then you can't see a, a friggin' thing. And you're like, wait, why would you tell me to select when I can't see the logo? I can't yeah. see no, anything. No, sir. I don't think I will. Yeah. Yeah. I spent I spent the hour leading up to this podcast playing Doom Eternal because after a year and a half, it finally downloaded on my Xbox. And nice. the first thing I did was just slid that gamma slider all the way to the right. <laughs> Super like, bright. Actually, Let's do this. I want to see what I'm shooting at. I'm like that ungodly movie where I'm like, I think that's supposed to be a monster. I have no idea. But right. we're about to talk about yeah. that in the plot. Yeah, let's go. Let's get into this plot. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, for starters, as we've mentioned before, this movie is loosely based on several Doom games and ideas. Um, that's where we get the basic setting, the character of Sarge, and most of the plot elements, minus the whole Hellspawn thing, mainly. Yeah. Uh, the movie opens with an exposition dump explaining a portal to Mars was discovered on Earth, a.k.a. the Ark, which led to the discovery of a long-dead civilization on Mars. Earth has established a research station on Mars, because capitalism, to study the lost Martian civilization, and there's recently been a distress call sent to Earth. Cut to our team of misfit space marines being told their leave is being cut short, and Portman in his creepy Hawaiian shirt and white shoes is super upset. I, can I just stress? I have to stress this. <laughs> if your introduction to the rough, tough space marines includes somebody playing baseball with fruit... You have to cast somebody who understands how to swing a baseball bat. That was infuriating. <laughs> he swings a bat like my three-year-old son swings a bat. Wait, it's terrible. Doom, don't 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 throw your son under the bus here, Thunder Wizard. <laughs> is Doom the movie? He's learning. <laughs> is Doom the movie the origin story of Fruit Ninja? 
Maybe. Uh, yeah. The whole scene is so bad. The the swing, the bat swinging, the one guy catching the fruit with his with his bare hand. Like it's like, well, it's a piece of fruit. I think that's not that you're not that tough. I don't know. I, I think the thing to be mentioned here is that that scene is meant to introduce us to the characters. It's meant to be <laughs> endearing in some fashion. Like, oh, you're getting to know this group of guys. Uh, it's not. It's just like, what the, you're literally like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is just, this is bullshit right off the bat. <laughs> it does not endear the characters to you at all. Well, so we meet everyone, including Sarge, uh, the rock, uh, because, and Sarge lets us all know they got another mission. Blah, blah, blah. Get your ass to Mars. Um, Kyle Urban's Reaper, uh, who we come to learn a lot more about on Fortunately, has a vague mm-hmm. emotional hang-up involving Mars and a mystery woman there. Uh, they play the pronoun game for a bit, blah, blah, blah. It's his sister, Sam. Um, oh, and his parents were archaeologists that died while studying on Mars, which uh, this scene we'll talk about in a bit is insanely stupid to me. And Reaper hates red sand. Ah, so what's yeah. doomed? Once Doom Team 6 arrives on Mars, uh, which we get the how the portal works, it's you walk into a giant blob of water and wake up on another planet. Um, that happens a handful of times. Uh, the movie basically turns into a bad ripoff of Aliens. The goal, <laughs> in retrospect, after watching it and then talking about it, their goal is to save six scientists, and they do it maybe in the worst way possible. Uh, second goal is collecting the research data. Third goal, I think, is to save the uh, well, weaponry, but also any UAC property. And last goal, which far last goal, is to maybe save the civilians up there and the rest of the staff. If I can, I don't know that those are necessarily... Those are the stated priorities, but you find out later in true aliens fashion, the real answer is save the the data right like get the info yeah. so that we can do this yeah. again no oh, yes. yeah i mean yeah sarge, sarge shows his hand later where he does that like we're taking back property to reaper with way too much enunciation on it uh that's like honestly we're we can talk about the rock's performance uh, and most <laughs> of it is i think we should complete <laughs> over enunciation of everything he says which I don't know if is like a holdover from because this is 2005. He's not that far off of being in the ring 100% of the time. So having to over enunciate for an audience of, you know, 30,000 well, people is hard to turn off when it's just a camera. Yeah. Well, well, let's be, cl- let's be absolutely clear here. This is early in The Rock's acting career, and he was offered the lead role. He could have been Reaper in this movie, but he said, no, I want to be the bad guy. So I don't think he was willing to stretch himself too far at this point. Okay, let's assume The Rock gets the Reaper role. Is Rosamund Pike still his twin sister? Or yes. Who did they get then? 100%. And her nipples are 100% harder in that scenario. Listen, I'd, yeah, I'd like to think this, this movie would be uh, more uh, smart than that, but... There's not a lot of thinking going on in this script, and uh, to <laughs> the Rex a, a, enunciation a uh, problem, he is god awful in this movie. He's I mean, listen. He's borderline unwatchable in this movie. 
he's, he's very hateable too. He like, is trying. You not root for him at all. No, he is he's trying, but you do not really root for hard him in this at role. all. You're just it's like, not working, oh. but he is he's giving trying, it 112. Yeah. percent I respect Dwayne's commitment. We're gonna get okay. there because at one point he turns into Joseph Stalin, and. Uh, <laughs> It's not executed well. It's not executed well. His turn into uh, mass murdering psychopath. Well, I just like to point out that's the problem with the script in this movie. It's not good. Well, it's not good. There, there may have been one. Uh, yeah. Let's let's power through this plot because there's going to be a bunch of commentary through it. So the base as they get there is being overrun by zombies, and the six scientists have or will turn into totally not demon monsters uh, <laughs> the not demon monsters look like the prototype version of the creature from Pumpkinhead and just so you know Stan Winston's studio did the SFX on both uh, this and that so that tracks mm-hmm. Stan oh, what happened Stan I, <laughs> how the mighty have fallen Yeah, I, the, uh, of the problems of this movie the practical creature effects and their designs is not one well, well, no, they they were great, but you can't see them. Their movement is, and the fact that they only appear like in brief moments, and uh... yeah, uh, my my big gripe with this, Captain Cash, it's not so much Stan Winston's work on the creatures, but one, we don't see it; they don't see him very often, mm-hmm. and two, okay, I will knock the work. They, they look very generic. I think naked mole rats, I'm like. They look like the liquors from Resident Evil, except they're not mobile at all, and you don't like see them pursuing people. There's a lot of really shitty camera cuts and crappy yep. camera work. Yep. Everything is disguised, maybe because of the budget. But I'd say that. But we've done many movies on this pod with less budget that look way friggin' cooler than this does. Yeah. No, I, I I think it was meant to keep them away as a as like a kind of a plot element like oh we're not going to show you the monsters but seriously it's doom show us the monsters make them cool make them memorable the game's built off of memorable monsters this movie does not deliver no not at all Uh, yeah sorry moving on our ragtag soldiers are picked off one by one usually after making questionable decisions because they clearly attended the prometheus academy of military tactics yes right Especially since they're only here for the data. Just go get the data, stay in one room, and leave. Well, no, okay, so we've talked, we've touched about it on several times. They're, they are a horrible group they're of terrible. military professionals. One, they have the Ark, and there's no breach yet. They could have sent everyone back and locked it down. Instead, they leave Mac and Pinky, who's not even a soldier, at the Ark with 150 civilians and they're like hey don't let anyone through but if they do blow this fucker to smithereens with these grenades yes by the way (laughs) why don't don't evacuate all the healthy people that aren't contaminated and have no business remaining on a hell infested uh but also start panic start panic evacuating everyone once there's been yeah. a breach in the contamination once once there's been a breach because you leave the guy in the wheelchair with a pistol to stop the onslaught of angry mutants and it doesn't work then evacuate quickly yeah preferably yeah 
other than our three main characters, none of the soldiers are particularly memorable, except for, as we've mentioned before, the pill-popping sex predator Portman, (laughs) who (laughs) the director gives way too much screen time. Any Portman in the storm. Yeah. I mean, even to a point... Even to the point, you know it's bad when the kid, who apparently signed on a week before leave somehow, and this is his, we'll talk about later, first mission, he knows to seek out Portman for some drugs. Uh, And we get it. He's a creep. Um, But one of the other soldiers, as we talked about earlier, Mac, has a wife on the base, and they don't even, like, give that any sort of depth or breadth. It it comes up, but it has no consequences whatsoever. Oh, yeah, they're like, Portman, what are you doing later? I'm going to find some underage boys. Mac, what are you doing later? Oh, my wife's here. I'm going to actually try to get lunch with her. What? Uh, She's here? Here's here's the thing. I was paying such loose attention to this because it was so bad i didn't even realize that was a plot point because then you don't see him again until like 30 minutes later and then he gets his head chopped off it's like that's it his wife has like no bearing on the plot either the only thing they say is that they ask him his real name and it's something very hard for Portman to comprehend. And he goes, oh, yes, a Mac. That makes sense. <laughs> well, he stereotypes him and says, you don't look like a Mac. And then yeah, he says his real name. He goes, you know, okay, Mac. Because I don't want to pronounce that. Seen this, he's Asian and Portman can't say his name. So he's like, all right, so I'm Mac. He's explicitly Japanese. But it's played by a, a Chinese actor. But whatever. Yeah. 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 So moving oh, on. it's not good. We learned that back to the original story, the, the Martian settlers who you know took the Ark there uh, way back in the day somehow developed an extra chromosome or something that gave them superpowers or not. Uh, and Sam, uh, Rosalind Pike, uh, <laughs> has isolated this into some extra chromosome juice. Guys, uh, we, we really missed the boat. This is clearly the prequel to Ghosts of Mars. Oh, there it is. Yeah, no. I think the biggest thing to note here is like, yes, Doom 3 came out and it was good, but Doom wasn't cool anymore. They missed the boat on this franchise by over, like, by a decade. And it changed. <laughs> yeah, right? As we mentioned before, some of the infected zombies make their way to and through the portal to Earth and begin attacking the Earthbound research staff. Sam, Reaper, and Sarge review the collected research data and discover that the scientists had been experimenting on humans, and that is what created the zombie and the not-demon monsters. Dun-dun-dun! Oh, what? Shocker. You mean, so, you mean humans were the real monsters all along? Oh, fuck. As, as it should be. Uh, the remaining crew follows the zombies to Earth, and Sarge proceeds to go full Paul Reiser. You never go full Paul Reiser. You might, you might go like corporatist, but you'd never go full Paul Reiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a strong play from The Rock to be like, no, no, I'm going to murder everyone now, and uh, bring back the goods. I'm not here for the greater good anymore, even though this isn't telegraphed really at all. It's time to murder all the innocents. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and like they there are several comments made by him in very dramatic rock fashions where you know his intentions are to kill everybody 
Once back on Earth, the Rock decides that he must now kill all the possibly exposed civilians, which I don't think that's how the chromosome juice works, to prevent the inspection from an infection from spreading further. Uh, Sarge, the Rock, becomes increasingly erratic and violent. He kills the kid for not killing a group of completely uninfected civilians, including a bunch of kids. Super dark stuff. Uh, there's a brief standoff following the kid's murder, but it's broken up by, eh, yet another again, monster attack. Reaper is mortally wounded, and the wheelchair-bound Pinky is killed. Can we talk about how Pinky's accident happened and his legs ended up in what appears to be the same set, but it's supposed to be a different dimension? Uh, poor Pinky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, so, okay, so I wasn't going to bring this up, but now that you've mentioned it, Mary McCheese, I'm going to ask the pod, the panel here, a question. So... They set up Pinky's accident as being like a teleporter a, malfunction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a teleportation accident. But his legs end up. They show you where his legs end up. He's like, hey, you know, yada yada yada. You need to all end up in the same place. If your legs end up in the wrong place, it's a problem. Blah blah blah. His legs literally end up. Somewhere similar to where they are, it's like an, it's another set. It's a really it's, bad cut to like a past occurrence. Right? Yeah, but, but exactly. But they're saying that his he, he says his legs went someplace they weren't supposed to go, but they they show you his legs showing up and in it's another literally the same place he works. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and they showed up in another transportation booth. The like, movie's super lazy. They, they should they should have they should have gone like off planet. I'm assuming, or an, a, a, an alternative universe, but they're like, and they show up the same place the movie ends at. Also, they stole this idea from Harry Potter. And, like, <laughs> one of the early episodes of Star Trek. <sighs> so, Dr. Gone Girl hypothesizes that the zombie virus has an honor code, so it only turns bad people bad, and it gives good people superpowers. Sure, that's totally how genetics and extra chromosomes work, Sam shoots Reaper up with the extra chromosome juice to save him because that's how genetics work. Also, I, I want to stress that the chromosome juice is literally the super soldier serum from Captain America First Avenger, where it's, you know, if you're a good person, it turns you into a superhuman. But if you're a bad person, it turns you into the fucking Red Skull. And there's like this back and forth as to, you know, if, if we shoot Reaper up, is he going to turn into a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, good news. He's a good guy. But, I mean, to be fair, this gives us the movie's most memorable and only, well, I wouldn't say only decent, but the only thing that anyone would ever talk about is the first person shooter scene, which Agreed. to me, more, I mean, unique, yes, almost nausea inducing because of the darkness and the just shaky cam. No, yeah. it's it's totally badass. I loved it. I, I loved mean, it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Turn it up. Where's the BFG? Oh, the the rock wasted all the bullets. Damn it. Where's the shotgun? Yeah. It's it really is that that wasn't something that had happened in film to that point, as far as I know, right? And I appreciated that they were trying to pull in the game in that moment. So. You know, they tried something. Did it completely work? 
No, because it is fairly yeah. nausea-inducing. But you get like a lot of the the crazy hyper violence from the game, and that's not something we'd seen before. So yeah. you know what? Yeah, I'm not sure this makes it a good movie, but maybe a push, right? Like I appreciate I, the effort. Uh, they at least the, tried something new. The marketing for this movie definitely emphasized this portion, and uh, it, it makes sense because. Yeah, this was an interesting and unique take on filmmaking. Like we, no one had seen this sort of first-person perspective before in a big movie, and it mostly worked. It really did. Like when when that part comes up, it's pretty cool. I I'll make my big uh, grand argument here. They should have used the Nine Inch Nail song from the credits for this scene to hype it up more. But that's it. It was okay. It was okay. For a movie that's totally uninteresting for an hour and 50 minutes of its two-hour runtime, at least this scene was cool and super violent, which is what I was hoping for, because the rest of the movie, the gunfights are incredibly awful and lame, and you can't see anything. They just flat-out suck. I guess the one with the the hollow door is kind of cool, but that's it. The, I think well, the nano door. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. The nano doors. Yeah, I don't, I don't do For the record, I don't understand nano doors. And secondly, to your point, Thunderous Wizard. Um, what really weirds me out about this movie is that, yeah, so much of it is uninteresting. Like it's not, it's not a good action movie. There's a lot of like gunfights and and things that happen, but until you get that that first person shooter scene. Most of it seems super underwhelming. So, well, within the first person shooter scene, we get to see Juiced Up Reaper not only shoot a bunch of zombies, which, again, not I would would have liked less of them and more of the monsters. We do get the monster version of Pinky, which was cool, but not yeah. entirely like the um, video game. But OK. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, and we get the chainsaw and stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is some, where the movie's like, hey. We called this Doom, and here you go, nerd. Here's some Doom stuff. Yeah, we gotta th- we gotta throw in some Doom shit, or they're gonna be super mad. Um, but eventually, where it ends is, you know, Reaper is, he exits his first person shooter and finds Sarge and his unconscious sister. Reaper and Sarge face off in their final honor fight, uh, a fight in which no way resembles a Doom boss fight. It, Lots of them jumping around the, I guess, portal station, if you will, shooting at each other. Um, Sarge begins to show signs of turning into one of these, you know, sort of demon, not demons during the fight. Uh, he gets, which he is gets only... the, 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 like, he makes fists and it, like, breaks out through his gloves because he's getting, like, better punchy hands. But he ordered some cool contacts on Amazon and fake teeth, and yep. he gets some bigger hands, and what ends up being... I don't know. Uh, they call those brass knuckles, but made out of wire. <laughs> um, again, huge tease. Nothing really ever comes through it. Uh, Reaper kicks his ass, knocks him through the Mars portal with a grenade, and boom. He uh, he shoots back to Mars and blows everything up. Eagle-eyed uh, listeners, watch for the part of the fight where he throws Reaper through the cardboard box. <laughs> It's supposed to be like, oh, look at the metal table he just threw him through. It's it's cardboard, and it's very clearly cardboard. It's like, oh, you should have cut that. That's not good at all. Ugh. There's a lot of this that should have been cut. 
Reaper and his sister take their elevator ride back to the surface of Earth and roll credits. And from the random rumors and the looks of the ending of it, they were planning for this thing to have more dooms. And that, I mean, unless anyone wants to throw anything in now before we get to the questions, that's pretty much it. There's not a lot to talk about plot-wise here. Oh, it's a, yeah. There's a sequel. And it's straight, oh, that's straight right. to DVD, and it's available on Amazon Prime. Well, I guess my first question is, did you, since, since you went through and watched the director's whole goddamn uh, catalog, did you watch Doom Annihilation? That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Uh, I watched the trailer, and that was enough for me. <laughs> the, <laughs> the trailer was actually just a scene from the movie. And I go, Who okay, boy. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. How many beers do you need to get through this goddamn thing? Ooh, I'll take, five. I'll take anyone who wants to start. Bare, bare minimum five. Like, this isn't that bad. There's, uh, let me rephrase. This is a bad movie, but there are some good creature effects. There is one scene that is sort of interesting. Five <laughs> beers. There's one scene to be around for. Yeah, I'm going to support Captain Cash here and say this is a, uh, I'll give this four beers uh if they are nine plus percent like this uh stone yeah, liquid listen, i'm on my fourth one and i'm kind of rocked right now yeah so yeah four four strong beers um this movie is not like horrible but it's not competent either it is a i, I i'm a doom kid i played doom growing up i love the game it's a lot of fun um it's a cultural touchstone, I think, for a lot of folks. Uh, it's got a bad rap. Um, granted, uh, it's hyper-violent. But this movie is not a total, like, shit show. It's just a partial shit show. So, yeah, four beers. Oh, no, I can't get behind that. This is six beers. The Rock is batting <laughs> a thousand with shit movies so far in our, in our Rock Bottom Flops month. Oh, no, come no, on. No. Like, Rock's flops are his are hard. This is a hard flop. Yeah, this is you're right. You're Thunder's Wizard, you're correct. This is not good. At I mean, all. I would watch Baywatch twice before I ever started this thing up again. I would watch Baywatch one time before I'd watch this. It's not that bad. <laughs> I did not Baywatch at all. So I, I only you, had it. You lucky bastard. I only had it at three as a possible four just because it's so boring. I didn't need to force myself to get into a drunken stupor to actually make my way through it. The fact that it's an hour and 45 is a crime against man, but like it wasn't the four realms bad. I mean, it was bad. I would say I'm a three to four guy. I'm not a full sixer. All right, folks, obviously we need to uh, freshen up our stones. Well, that came off wrong. Um, That way we can make it through the rest of this pod. Uh, before we come back, hear from our good friends over at the Double Turn Podcast. And when we do, we have some follow-up questions and some trivia. We will see you on the flip side of Doom. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side.
Welcome back, folks, and let's hop right into it. I think this is around the horn. Do you think this movie deserved a flop? Yep, moving on. Yes, it did. <laughs> this movie is crap. Ouch, 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 ouch. Listen, for Carl Urban coming off of Lord of the Rings, the most Oscar-awarded thing since Titanic and The Rock being The Rock in 2005, and Doom having a really successful game in 2004, I kind of feel like this probably should have made money. Is it a shitty movie? Yes. But did it deserve to flop? Uh, As a studio guy, if you'd have come to me and went... Okay, I got an idea for a movie. It's Carl Urban from The Lord of the Rings and The Rock and it's Doom. I'd be like, yeah, 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 here's some money. Let's do this. Also, bump me another rail, please. All right, so real question then, could or what would fix this? All right. The answer to fix this is to adhere slightly closer to the actual game mechanic, which is... It's straight up a portal to hell. That's how you fix it. It's not a magical chromosome. It's not that Carl Urban is magic and he's really good, so the chromosome makes him super special. It's he's a dude by himself. Holy shit, it's hell. And he still gets through it. And also, blow a lot of undead hellions up in spectacular, gory ways. Not shoot the BFG into a bathroom stall and not kill anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you would have turned the gamma up on this, let the creature features actually show themselves for what they probably were, and brought out the shotgun and the chainsaw and the BFG and gone to town, I mean, I think this movie would have done way better. Jumzilla, what would you do to fix this thing? Well, you know what? I would actually make this a Doom movie because that is what this movie needs. Um, you could use some actual Hellspawn, uh, a shotgun, the BFG, uh, which we do get in this movie, but it's not used well. So I'm going to ignore that. Like, There's a ton of material that could be mined to, to give this movie some character. And they literally use none of it, so. Well, yeah, I mean, they don't use, I mean, I have a question, like, five down from here. We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, so, let's let's quickly, and I, I have choices. What do you think's the worst rock one-liner in this? I have four picked out, but you guys can throw in whatever you want. There is obviously, Semper five, motherfucker, or kill them all, let God sort them out. Or, after Reaper says, it was his first mission, talking about the kid, uh, the Rock says, and it's not going to be my last. Or, my pick, and my favorite at the end, where he finally gets bested by Reaper, he goes, I'm not supposed to die. Okay, I got the answer. It's 100% the last one. I'm not supposed to di- And he gets dragged through the nano wall. Because... You know, it's 2005. You kind of thought The Rock was going to be the good guy, and oops, he's not. No, 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 no. Y- yes, yes, yes. Mm. The Rock has yeah. been in four movies to this point. The Mummy, The Scorpion King, mm-hmm. The Rundown, and Walking Tall. 
He's the good guy in three of four of those. Mm, whatever. I can't stress this enough. The early... It's a miracle The Rock has become the highest paid actor on the planet. Not because he likes It's not talent. a miracle. He's the hardest working fucking man in show business. Yeah, I, I get that. But he also made some really poor decisions, such as this movie, that have killed yep. other people's careers. You know, you can work very hard and your career can be nuked because you choose bad scripts, which is what he did. And I, I think... The worst line is kill them all, let God sort them out because it's recycled shit from other stuff. And all of his lines are like over the top, tough guy bravado bullshit. Semper Fi motherfuckers also incredibly terrible because uh, for one, it doesn't even uh, at all apply to the scene. There's no hit. Like this is a scene that's supposed to be very intimate between these two characters and it's rote fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, it's terrible. So could you not have built something that played into these characters' histories? Like, this is an important moment because these are two guys that have served together for a long time. And he tried to keep him from coming to Mars because of his, his sister. He knew the trauma. And it just becomes just garbage. They're both awful. It's awful stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Again, all of them suck because they're not necessary. If you make this a straight-up Doom movie, there doesn't need to be a ton of dialogue. Just have Doom guy going around taking care of shit. Um, There's some point we choose. Literally, could have been Hardcore Henry just with Doom, and it would have been way cooler than this. And you guys might know this better than I do. For a bit, did this tank video game movies other than Resident Evil? And I know me and t-dubs have talked about it there there was supposed to be a halo video game movie but i don't know you know it was probably around the same time frame as this did it get delayed i mean did this have a bigger impact on like video game ports to the big screen because of how bad of a bed shitting it the, was the short answer is no the longer answer is the fact that a lot of video game companies began to realize we're not going to just give you our property so you can make a terrible movie. Like <laughs> Halo requires a budget. If you want to make Halo and you want to make it awesome, like we need $120 million or whatever, or Gears of War, and movie companies are like, well, no, you're not worth that. And that became like the loggerhead. Like, well, we don't want to get, we don't want to spend that much money on a video game property. And then companies are like, well, if you want to do it properly, you have to spend money. Because honestly, I mean, like, a lot of shitty movies came after this. There was still, I mean, there's an Assassin's Creed movie. There's the Legend of Chun-Li that comes after this. Like, there's plenty of Resident Evils. Like, this was just another stain on video game movies. It didn't stop them from happening. but it And it didn't stop them from being done poorly. They kept coming. <laughs> so here's the thing that sort of breaks my mind on this. I, I think... I think Mary McCheese might kind of be right because over the course of the next basically four, man, maybe even more years. So, okay, Doom releases in 2005. For the next, charitably, let's call it eight years, you got Blood Rain, Silent Hill, Dead or Alive, Resident Evil Extinction, Hitman, in the name of the king, Dungeon Siege, Far Cry, Max Payne, which I guess you got Mark Wahlberg, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, which 
Jake Gyllenhaal, what are you doing in this movie? The only one with a huge budget was Prince of Persia, which then they were like, oh yeah, nobody wants to see this shit. They had a monster budget, didn't it? Yeah, like $150 million budget. Like Fuck. The rest of them were like s- small budget nonsense. Disney thought they could like turn that into like a big friggin' deal. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, not Persian, by the way, so... <laughs> Close. Uh, but well, after that, you got two on. more Resident Evil movies. You got Silent Hill again, Need for Speed, Hitman again. Then we got Warcraft and Assassin's Creed, where they actually threw money at a thing. Didn't one of those Hitman have Timothy Olyphant in it? It or is did. That Josh Durhamel, the most handsome man to ever live, <laughs> Timothy Olyphant. <laughs> yes, the most handsome Hitman. Yeah. to ever live. It it took until 2018, where The Rock came back to do Rampage, until we got an actual good big budget video game movie again so maybe this is the rock's fault but he also fixed it well and and, and the same litmus test and i don't want to know it right now but out of all those you just listed and take take resident evil out because those are somehow cash cows what of those movies you just listed made money fucking none of them almost none of them none of them yeah max maybe I don't and think so it maybe, did. Maybe it is just that like people can't port video games over to movies very well. I don't, I don't know how. It's Pikachu like... rules, Rampage rules, and Sonic and... rules, and the new Mortal Kombat, which we did, we we liked enough because it felt enough like yeah. Mortal Kombat. But yeah, I mean, if you watch yeah. those movies, maybe it's it... a source material thing because that's the, I mean one of the next. Sorry to cut you off, T does, but and that's one of the next questions I have is why. People like the source materials. Why the fuck do you just be like, well, we're going to do something completely different? <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll say this. Like, you know, I love Resident Evil. It's one of the only franchises I, franchises I still buy because I used to game a lot. Obviously, I don't have as much time anymore. And the Resident Evil movies are not faithful to Resident Evil. And therefore, I think they're terrible. And they really are mostly terrible. But... If you just made a movie in a house and then it gets a little more, uh, you know, stereotypical, big corporation, bad, etc., you can make a really badass zombie movie out of that. And the first Resident Evil eschews all that and then the rest of them get even more ludicrous and they're just not entertaining. Like, video games are art just like movies are art. And yes, the plots can be a little long in the tooth because most games are very long. But if you just are faithful to what has been established, the fans will flock to them. Now, that didn't necessarily prove true with Warcraft, but I think the Warcraft base was a lot more niche than people really thought it was. I don't, And it was also too late, I think we also talked about on that podcast. But uh, just be faithful to it. Like the, the, They've established something. People dig it. Give them that. Don't recreate the wheel because why? Why would you? Yeah, it's one of those things you'll never know. There's no good answer. I would have, I would have rather seen more of these things come out true to the source. But you know, there's a lot of hands at play and people in there, and you know, whatever. What are you gonna do about it? Uh, 
we will do one final quick around the horn before we get into the trivia challenge. So obviously, I don't. Does anyone know off the top of their head when original Doom came out? Ooh, 93, 94, maybe 92, 91. Yeah. It's early 90s. Yeah. Is there is there still a game from when you first started gaming that I mean obviously people, you know, some people love. They love the first iteration of Doom. Is there a game that holds that same place in your heart? And I know we can start with T Dubs because he's a big time nerd. Well the easy Just answer like yeah, it would be Legend of Zelda. Like I have a Legend of Zelda is part of a sleeve I have, but because uh, I play every Legend of Zelda. But Contra Three, I would play Contra Three until the end of time. It's the perfect run and gun. It's amazing. Contra Three from the Super Nintendo. If you've slept on that and you're younger than I am, which you may be, download it. It's amazing. Fantastic game, Contra Three. Cash. So. If the question is, is there an iteration of Doom that is your Doom? That's not my question, but you can chime in on it, yeah. It's 100% Doom 2. But if there is a game that is game eternal to me, it's Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I love that game. It's a fighting game. It mm-hmm. it was the pinnacle of the fighting games of the what turn that, of the century. What did that come love out that on? game. What was that out on? Uh, it was arcades, I mean, arcade and then it, originally, it was, but then it yeah. got ported everywhere else. It got ported I say, poorly. I, I might have that on. I might have that on yeah. original Xbox, which was me and Uncle Beef bought it for like a hundred and twenty bucks online because you could not find it anymore. I I love that game. I played that game into the ground repeatedly, but that's a game that requires like other people to play it against and there's no online yeah if there was i'd get rocked online well there is now on xbox live you can play versus capcom i I get rocked no you got one the one that is near and dear to my heart is the silver surfer it is a impossibly hard nes game i i i can't explain it well enough it's just that ridiculously hard i loved it as a kid because like hey it's the silver surfer it's a fun game i should try to play it it was so so tough and uh i loved it yeah and from what i've been told silver surfer and there's like one other game that is almost unbeatable and i don't know why i mean they made them hard and for no goddamn reason other than it's the so people. hard it's but so I know, hard. i know silver surfer is one of them um me and T-Dubs played a ton of video games, but I really started getting playing a lot of video games around the Super Nintendo era, so a lot of Mario, for sure. But the one thing I geeked out hard, and it's not a specific game, is for Christmas, my parents bought me Super Scope, the actual like bazooka you could yeah. get for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And that thing was the fucking jam. And then I got... Uh, as we move th- further down the line, I'll give... Uh, T Dub some time to make fun of me. I did get Resident Evil and then got scared of it, so I had to take a time out. <laughs> oh, Resident no. Evil was scary before we realized that things were supposed to be scary. Such a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll that'll segue us into our BFG trivia challenge. Um, you can chime in with any of the Rock's terrible lines, which I'm sure no one will want to use other than Semper Fi, motherfucker, um, or 
the usual I'm gonna shit or tarts and farts. Are you guys ready? Tarts and farts. I will take that as a yes. Oh. Uno, where did the name Doom come from? Is it A, Dungeons and Dragons? Is it B, The Color of Money? Is it C, Nine Inch Nails? Or is it D, uh, based on the difficulty it took to make the new id software? Uh, uh, farts and tarts. Uh, T dubs. Uh, D. The difficulty? Yeah. Wrong. Sorry, yeah. Bo. Anyone else? Uh, I am going to shoot, shoot. the BFG. Yes, Captain Cap. Give me Dungeons and Dragons. It is not correct. So Damn. Chump, Zilla, you are down to two more. You have either B, the color of money, or C, nine inch nails. I will go with nine inch nails. Wrong. It is actually from the color of money. And Damn. I would like I would like the backstory. So apparently yeah, please. um the Dungeons and Dragons reference is actually where the creators of the game got the idea for the game. They got the name from In the Color of Money, Tom Cruise goes to play pool and someone, I mean, I don't know this exact scene, I'm paraphrasing. Someone asks him, he pulls out a custom pool cue case and someone says, what do you have in the case? And Tom Cruise says, Doom. And that's where they got the name for the video game. Because it's like one of their favorite movies. Who would have thought that John Carmack and uh, the other guy who made Daikatana were so such big fans of The Color of Money, which is a fantastic movie and a sequel to, uh, what the hell's the name of it? The Hustler. Yeah. All right. So I feel, I, I feel like I've done my job. I stumped you guys. So I'm doing pretty good here. Okay. Number two, Doom Guy's actual name. Is it A, John? Is it B, Jack? Is it C, Flynn? Or is it D, no name, unknown? Farts and Tarts. Farts and Tarts. Ooh, that is T-Dubs. He has no At least in my, in my headset, it is T-Dubs. That is incorrect. He, he has a name? He has a name. Uh, I guess Farts and Tarts? Uh, Captain Cash. John? Incorrect. John Jumpy. Doom Guy. Chumpy, uh, you are you're back ending your way into a 50-50 scenario of Jack, Jack or Jack, Flynn. Jack, Wrong. It's, Jack. it's Flynn. <laughs> what? Flynn Doom guy? Flynn. Yeah, in, what? No. Fuck in, Do- in Doom that- 3, in Doom 3, they reveal his name is Flynn Fly Tagger. And oh, everyone everyone made fun of it like that's the that's dumbest name for bullshit. Doom guy. <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. I assumed when you read it that way, he got his taxes as Doom Guy, comma Flynn. So fine, I guess. Be well, Flynn Fly Taggart. Yeah, yeah I mean, McDonald. From what I've read, every all of the like the big Doom Wikipedia sites make fun of it because that like is his name. They're like, there's no way it should be something else. There's actually a, a different. I think Doom sixty four. His name's John something something cooler like John Reaper. Yeah. But the original, the first time they ever said what Doom guy's name may be was Doom three, and it was Flynn. Because his name should be Arnold Ass Kicking Machine uh, McGroob or something. McGroober. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. So. If you guys played the first couple of movies, or first couple of movies, first couple of games, Doom is fairly known for Easter eggs. 
uh, in Doom 2, the, the main boss is the Icon of Sin. It's the Devil's Head. What is hidden behind the Devil's Head? Uh, is it A, John Romero's head? Is it B, Bill Gates? Is it C, a tribute to Nine Inch Nails? Or is it D, Super Turbo Turkey Puncher 3? Uh, a. Uh, I think that was Captain Cash. I'm, I'm as someone, uh, as a proud Pittsburgh individual, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose John Romero because is, I literally drove right by answer. his house today. It is John Romero's head. Do you know the backstory on that? I do not, but I would be interested to learn. So apparently at the time, he was the head of id Software, and the development team was so frustrated with him and just being kind of a crazy person that they hid his floating decapitated head behind the Icon of Sin's final boss, and if you got back there, you could find it. That's but the, the other three are actually also Easter eggs. Bill Gates, Nine Inch Nails, and Turp. Super Turbo Turkey Puncher 3 are all Easter eggs in other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the record, John Romero made Daikatana, which was like this long gestating total flop of a game. It's like, the next game from the co-creator of Doom! And it was just crap. Well, you do realize who the other main creator of Doom is. John the Connery. guy, Yeah, who is also in the movie the head scientist yeah exactly Dr. i didn't want to i didn't want to include that because it was too simple of a question all right question four what did game pro recommend doing to defeat cyber demon in the original doom a move behind cyber demon for a better shot b make sure you have enough ammo and uh health before starting the fight c shoot it until it dies or d nothing first and tarts Ooh, that's close. I'm going to give it to Cash. Uh, shoot it until it dies. Wrong. Damn, farts and tarts. Uh, T-dubs. It's got to be B, because that thing was a friggin' bullet sponge. Actually, you're all wrong. This is a trick question. So, there was nothing ever in Game Pro with the pro tip section about defeating Cyber Demon. The shoot it until it dies which I think uh, Captain Cash came in, that was a meme created in 2004, but they aged it to look like it came out when the original game came out. Son of a bitch. I, I mean, I actually looked that up because shoot it until it dies is one of my favorite pro tips, and then I realized that, not well, after researching it, finding out it was fake kind of hurt a little bit, but, but that's that's, okay. that's literally all you could do against the cyber demon. <laughs> Yes, all you can do is shoot it. Um, so, number five, and I think we touched on this, so this might be a throwaway. Pinky is actually a demon in Doom. But what demon is he? Is he A, a brown, human-sized demon who throws fireballs and can claw you? Is he B, a muscular demon that runs fast and can bite, and he's much more dangerous in a group? Is he C, a floating, flaming skull that can rush and gore you? Or is he D, a partially invisible demon that can also move fast and bite? Farts and tarts. He's C. Wow. No, that is incorrect. Gosh, (laughs) What are are my remaining answers? Uh, So, A, brown human-sized demon who throws fireballs and can claw. B, a muscular demon that runs fast and can bite, and they are much more dangerous in groups. Or D, a partially invisible demon that can also move fast and bite. 
I know the pinky demon from the game. I don't think the pinky demon can turn invisible, so B. It is B, but it's also D. So pinky, is, I, I had to leave the obviously the coloring out. Pinky is the huge muscular demon with the horns that can yeah, run fast and, to bite and you. And the back half of it is robotic. No, it's just a demon. It's, it's not a robot. It's That's not, not like true. the it's not like the movie. If you look it up, I mean, it's just a it's just a a weird squat muscular demon. The D is actually just a pinky demon that is invisible, and it's called a specter. I mean, pretty sure its back half is robotic. Maybe. I don't think so. I think the fact that I haven't played Doom since Doom Two is really showing, right? <laughs> yeah, same, 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 same. Maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't think so. I mean, would it matter if you were wrong? All right, that brings us into our final question, but this is all wrapped up for uh, Captain Cash. This is uh, a tie-in between Doom and Doom 2. It's kind of a... Unless you played both games, you're probably not going to get this. Doom Guy did have a pet bunny, which was the segue between the two games. What was the name of the pet bunny? Is it A, Daisy? Is it B, Fluffy? Is it C, Mr. Hoppy, or is it D, Snickers? I'm going to shoot my BFG. Uh, Captain Cash. Daisy? It is Daisy. So, and from what I remember, I mean, don't quote me on this, between the two games, Doom Guy comes back to his hometown and finds that hell on earth has started and they killed his bunny. Yeah. His pet bunny, so he's super bummed. Very John Wick. All right. Captain Cash kind of ran away with that. I don't really have... Uh, prize for this, so I'll send you an original 14 floppy disk copy of Doom 1. <laughs> yeah, nice. And you just have to find a computer that accepts floppy disks. And let's close this out, folks, with recommendations. Gentlemen, what do you have on tap this week? We'll start with uh, Captain Cash. He's not allowed to say DuckTales or the Expandables or the Boys or uh, what else can I exclude? I think that's about it. Wait, you can always say the Expendables, but you can't say the expe- Expansibles. Did I say the Expansibles? <laughs> you said the Expendables. Did I say the Expendables? It's the Expanse. Here, here oh, is right. the correct oh, yeah, answer. Right. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I took in four episodes of Modoc on Hulu, and it's a lot of fun. Anything uh, with the, Patton Oswald is good. Yeah, that's true. And they do a lot of, like, deep pulls into random Marvel bullshit. It's not limited to just MCU stuff. It's literally X-Men or whatever they can think of. But MODOK's son is absolutely played by Ben Schwartz, who also plays Dewey Duck in DuckTales. It all comes together. Watch the show. So watch MODOK or go watch DuckTales again? Both. You're really funny, you know, on recommendations. I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't. Modoc is a completely new show. Watch Modoc. But well, you had to link it back to another one. It's because DuckTales is so good. And All right, T-Dubs, so T-Dubs, what do you got? Okay, so obviously I mentioned earlier I wasn't going to destroy our listeners' weeks by recommending Cradle to the Grave because it is really bad but is it really that bad I it's thought so we liked bad. it so i thought we bad. watched it in college and at least it was acceptable but at the same time no, we were drinking natty light and ordering yeah. five dollar pizzas it's not good so uh, <laughs> charles groden passed away very recently uh 
You probably would recognize him as the dad from Beethoven. He was a very great comedic uh, presence, an actor, writer, and he had a talk show for a while on CNBC. He was a brilliant guy, and I'm recommending Midnight Run, which is a movie with him and Robert De Niro. It's a great mismatched buddy movie, very funny. He has a very dry comedic style. Uh, you'll really like Midnight Run. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, you get a young Joey Pants. Uh, you get Yafit Koto. You get uh, Doppelganger for Senior McCheese, John Ashton. True story, Mayor McCheese's dad used to sign autographs as the guy from Beverly Hills Cop because they look so much alike. This is like the Judge Reinhold's partner. That's hearsay, take it back. Yeah. Um, so Also, that's a side gig. Don't report that yeah, to the IRS. No, this is like the 80s, you know, all bets are off. So Midnight Run, really great movie. I think you'll really like it. And Charles Grodin was a very funny dude. And uh, yeah, he had a renaissance man, wrote a lot of books, did a lot of things. Yeah. He wasn't just Beethoven's owner. <laughs> Gosh. Um, wasn't so- he, though? I haven't really had any time recently for any new media, and I'm still, the only thing I'm listening to, I'm still working through The Passage, which was a recommendation from four pods ago, but it's three books that are 24 hours long on audiobook. Uh, So I'm going to make my recommendation this week, something I I watched a while ago. It came out in 2004. I don't think I've recommended it before on the pod, but I could be wrong because I don't remember much. You can ask DW about that. It's a documentary called Touching the Void. Um, it keeps in line with my recent documentary recommendations and it, I, I'll keep it short. It's about two mountain climbers that get into some trouble as they're trying to cross the Andes in the dead of winter. It's a true story. I'll leave it at that because it's only about an hour and a half long and it's fucking nuts. Um, check it out. I, I think it's still on Netflix. If not, it's worth like the $4 cause it's a true story. Um, and uh, again, I'm going to leave it at that because the shit that these dudes go through is insane. So in closing, folks, remember, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at HBOF McCheese. You can find Captain Cash on pretty much everything at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H. You can find Chumpzilla on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. And you can find the Thunderous Wizard at writer tlk on the twitter bots uh always check us out at wobamentertainment.com and all of your other nerd needs there and again check out uh thunderous wizards review of the army of dead i plan to try to watch that this week if i can find the time and also all of our podcasting friends are there uh, if you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcast or anywhere else, and like, share, subscribe, if you will. Um, connect with us. Give us a movie. Um, we'll pretty much watch and shit talk anything. Next week, we will be do- Who is doing this? Next week, uh, to continue hops and rock bottom flops, we are doing Walking Tall with the great The Rock. No, Johnny Knoxville. Uh, with the great uh, M. Bison, a.k.a. Neil McDonough. <laughs> Uh, and it will be hosted by Chumpzilla. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next week.